If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Where is Jamie Haggard? Just 27 years old. This mom would never leave her children. The family at this point still holding on to hope as the months pass by. After following countless leads, investigators keep coming back to where she first goes missing. Where is Jamie? What went wrong? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Well, they say this is really out of character for her. Jamie Haggard is a mother to twin daughters and is extremely close to her family, we're told. No one, though, has heard from her since June, and they say they are worried sick. This is Jamie's Facebook page. Scrolling through old pictures. When her kids... All of us cousins were super close. Alicia Falling remembers the good times with her cousin, 27-year-old Jamie Haggard. But she also can't hide her concern. It just seems very unusual that she's nobody has heard from her for so long. It's not like her at all. Haggard's last contact was with family in Kenmore around June 8th. King County Sheriff's investigators are now looking into her disappearance and calling it suspicious. We think it's suspicious for a number of reasons. Uh, first, her family says that she usually contacts her mom at least every other day and they have a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, additionally, she hasn't used her cell phone since she's been reported missing. As each day passes, family is growing more concerned. I fear the most that somebody, somebody hurt her. While they fear the worst, they're still hoping for the best. I really hope that with all this, hopefully we'll get a phone call from her saying, hey, I'm fine. Now, we asked the sheriff's office why it's taken a month to get this missing person's case out to the public, and they tell us they had been serving search warrants on her phones and credit cards, and we're hoping that in the meantime she would surface, but without any leads, they are now turning to the public for help. That hope you hear in the family's voice never seems to go away, and that hope is heartbreaking. They are clinging to a shred of evidence, a shred of hope, believing that Jamie may come home. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. You were just hearing our friend at Fox, Janet Kim, speaking. Where is Jamie Haggard? Just 27 years old. This mom would never leave her children. Never, never, never. Just 27 years old when she goes missing Massive searches for Jamie. Joining me in all-star panel, judge and trial lawyer Ashley Wilcott, anchor at Court TV. You can find her at ashleywilcott.com. James Shellnut, 27 years on major case, SWAT officer retired, the medical examiner for the state of Florida. Joining us, Dr. Tim Gallagher. And joining us today, psychologist in New York and Pennsylvania, Founder of Visionistas by Design at DrLizLYZ.com, Dr. Liz DeBoer. Right now to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Dave Mack. Dave, it's hard for me to believe it took this long 
to get the search going for Jamie Haggard. Let's just start at the beginning. She's 27 years old. She's got children. Tell me the last time that she was seen. Let's try to create a timeline of sorts. It was on June 8th, Nancy, when uh, she was actually seen or heard from family or friends. And the reason, you know, you, you mentioned, why did it take so long? Well, because it was out of the ordinary, yet she did have a constant contact with her mother every other day. And so they were just trying to get a handle on things. And uh, as police were involved in trying to find where she went, the first thing they did was they wanted to find uh, her, her cell phone records because that was what she used to contact folks. She used it for her online uh, stuff. Okay, hold on. Right there, right there, Dave Mack, in this world that we live in with social media, paramount. I mean, first thing John David does when he wakes up, my son, who's just turned 12, he grabs his phone. And I've snuck into the bathroom while he's getting ready to see what he's doing. He's watching TikToks. He's watching silly kid news and looking at memes. And I've spied on him enough to know what he's doing in there. But, I mean, come on, he's 12, and he's in there getting dressed. I've laid his clothes out, brushing his teeth, and he's got that going in the background. Lucy, on the other hand, really doesn't give a fig. She'll leave her phone alone for days on end and even forget where it is. But social media is paramount in so many lives to James Shellnut, Metro major case, SWAT officer. James, question. That's where you start in this day and age. Back a long time ago, you'd start with the witness. You'd have to trace them back to their job or, or getting gasoline. Now you look at social media. How can you track that forensically? Well, you know, Nancy, uh, social media and online electronic footprint is today's new fingerprint. And uh, you're right. It is used to start with a witness. And now the best witness in the case is often the electronic footprint. Uh, You know, there's a lot of searches, a lot of softwares that you can data mine and search for a person's presence online. uh, And that would be the first place to start. And if you see that someone's got a history of being online you know, regularly and then all of a sudden their electronic footprint disappears, that's certainly going to give rise to concern. I agree with you, James. And not only that, to Ashley Wilcott, you can see her at Court TV. Ashley, not only that, like I said, even at 12, they're all over it, like your little girl. They're, it, it runs their life, it seems like. So it's hard for me to believe that this young girl, Jamie Haggard, just 27 years old, with children, was not on her cell, texting, getting emails, looking at videos, making videos. What about it, Ashley? I would start there, too. Well, I would also, and I have to say this, I think that we see time and time again covering these live trials that I cover. Guess what? The first indication that something's wrong is when someone is not heard from in terms of social media. They're no longer posting. They're no longer texting. They're no longer reaching out. Unfortunately, that often means something has happened to change their daily routine. Guys, we are on the search to find the truth about what happened with Jamie Haggard, just 27 years old. Beautiful young girl. If you want to take a look, she's not a girl. She's 27 years old. Back to you, Dave Mack. Guys, if you want to see Jamie Haggard, go to CrimeOnline.com for this and all other breaking crime and justice news. Dave Mack, pick up where you were. I'm sorry. We got carried away with social media. And we were talking about posting, email texting, but cell phones are perfect for triangulation, the process of finding through your cell phone where you were last, when your phone was last working, when you last had it on. And you don't have to be sending a text or getting a phone call through triangulation. What that means is as you drive along, your cell phone, whether you're on it or not, is pinging, is making electronic uh, Wi-Fi contact with cell towers. Yes, those horrible things that are fashioned to look like trees, but you can tell they're cell cell towers. Those things. As a matter of fact, I didn't know this, but my little church makes... Part of it's money every year because they've allowed a cell apparatus in the steeple. Yes, I did not know that. And if the Lord doesn't mind, neither do I. But what I'm saying is, as you're driving along, you may not even realize you're passing a cell tower. But your phone, if your phone is on, is pinging. And that can be, quote, triangulated. In other words, figured out where you were last until your phone goes dead 
or it's disabled or turned off, where they, they can find that. Okay, Dave Mack, back to you. Uh, we got sidetracked with me talking about social media, media and triangulation as it relates to Jamie Haggard's whereabouts. Pick it up where you left off. All right, well, I'm glad you mentioned all that, Nancy, because here's the deal. The phone was left at the house. And so what they were trying to do, the police were trying to uncover who she was talking to uh, up till the you know the moment that she went missing and that's why they were getting the search warrants for those things because they they knew where the phone was physically they needed to know who she was talking to and whether there was any type of uh, thing going on there on her phone that's why it was a couple of weeks before they went full on uh, searching for her she was living with her uh, half brother too and he had told police um, and friends that, you know, he saw her leaving the house that morning. So the day she disappears, the bro- vanishes, is not seen again. The brother sees her that morning. They're living together in the same home. And he sees her. Nothing is amiss. So that's where we would start officially the timeline. Take a listen to our friends at KIRO7. This is Allison Grande. Jamie would call her mom every other day. I mean, that's kind of what she did. And so, and she had, like I said, she had two small children. So for her to just disappear is it's highly suspicious. For her not to have any activity on her cell phone, her credit cards, her bank accounts, that is just out of what she would normally do. And investigators are not revealing what it is that led them back to this house. But Haggard lived in the home uh, with her brother and a boyfriend. She disappeared on June 8th, but was reported missing on the 17th. She hasn't used any of her credit cards, bank cards, cell phone. They do believe the mother of those young twins uh, is dead. Back here live, I want to show you what's happening now. Detectives here from King County's Major Crime Unit are talking right outside uh, the home as they take away the yellow police tape, kind of figuring out to what they're going to do next. They really had hoped that they would be able to bring some answers to the Haggard family today. That didn't happen here, but they hope someone might see this and that someone might have some information that can help them find Jamie Haggard. Now detectives are looking for any other DNA evidence, DNA that doesn't belong to Jamie. They're also asking you for tips, anything suspicious you might have seen, a car or a suitcase. If you think back to two years ago now and you remember, God, that was a little strange. That's the type of tip we need. We don't know at this time what, if any, additional evidence investigators found in this field, but I do know they'll be back out here searching again this weekend with a canine team. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free crime stories with nancy grace daughters and is extremely close to her family we're told no one though has heard from her since june and they say they are worried sick this is jamie's facebook page scrolling through old pictures when her kids all of us cousins were super close alicia falling remembers the good times with her cousin 27 year old jamie haggard 
but she also can't hide her concern. It just seems very unusual that she's nobody has heard from her for so long. It's not like her at all. Haggard's last contact was with family in Kenmore around June 8th. King County Sheriff's investigators are now looking into her disappearance and calling it suspicious. We think it's suspicious for a number of reasons. Uh, first, her family says that she usually contacts her mom at least every other day and they have a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, additionally, she hasn't used her cell phone since she's been reported missing. As each day passes, family is growing more concerned. I fear the most that somebody, somebody hurt her. While they fear the worst, they're still hoping for the best. I really hope that with all this, hopefully we'll get a phone call from her saying, hey, I'm fine. Now, we asked the sheriff's office why it's taken a month to get this missing person's case out to the public, and they tell us they had been serving search warrants on her phones and credit cards, and we're hoping that in the meantime she would surface, but without any leads, they are now turning to the public for help. Jamie Hager, 27 years old, seemingly vanishes into thin air. Two children, just 27 years old. Think for a moment what you were doing at age 27. Straight out to Dr. Liz DeBoer, psychologist in New York and Pennsylvania, founder of Visionistas by Design, and you can find her at drlizlyz.com. Dr. DeBoer, thank you for being with us. The family, at this point, still holding on to hope as the months pass by. And then they see things like, for instance, the Jamie Kloss case, where Jamie Kloss goes missing, she's held for a period of time, and then she is found alive or uh, so many other similar cases like that. That must give them hope that they will find Jamie and bring her home. It can also do a disservice. If I were in their shoes, I'd rather have hope. Dr. Liz, do people hold on to hope even in the face of facts that suggest otherwise? Yeah, so absolutely hope is one of the most powerful and um, commonly used things for people in this in this kind of um, experience and circumstance when all all that they want is to find their loved one safe and alive. Um, hope and faith are the things that keep people going from day to day. And even when things are pointing in the opposite direction, um, you know, hope is hope is strong and a community together hoping together really does bring the power of that hope and faith together. For it's sure. almost, uh, and I'm sure you've seen this, James Shellnut, 27 years, major case detective, SWAT officer, now lawyer, where people in the face of overwhelming evidence, their loved one is dead. They keep hoping. And I, I remember after my fiance was murdered, every morning when I would wake up, I would think everything was normal. And then it would take about, five or ten seconds for me to remember that Keith had been murdered and that went on literally for years and James I remember looking at my mom and holding her by each shoulder and saying mother is Keith dead and that that wasn't a dream that was in waking hours it's like your mind can't or won't Except what's happening. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's the tough thing for the victims. Uh, it's a tough thing for the investigators. Nowhere nearly as tough on them as it is for the family. But, you know, the not knowing part is the worst part. Uh, you know, but unfortunately, in situations like this, you let her come to know because you get a knock on the door from detectives to give you the news. And, yeah, I've had to make that notification before. It's a very tough thing to do as a law enforcement officer or, or in any position. And uh, I have found that there's a lot of grief, there's a lot of suffering, uh, but at the end of the day, there is some relief in just knowing what happened. And not only that, you've got to look at the family, because we all know when someone meets foul play that a loved one, typically a partner, a spouse, an ex, a boyfriend, is responsible for their demise. That goes for the family, too. So when you tell them you think the person is dead, you not only have your heart breaking for them, but you got to watch them. You've got to watch their reaction. Do they do or say anything you find inconsistent? Because maybe you're looking at a killer, right? So that's a hard thing to keep in mind for normal people that would never dream of hurting a hair on the head of someone they love. So Dave Mack, she's missing. Two children. How old are the children at the time she goes missing? They're eight and a half. Oh, Lord in heaven. Ashley. How much do your children need you at eight years old, for Pete's sake? 
Yeah, and that's the other red flag in this case. There are a lot of them, but anytime a mother um, or a caretaker or a parent who's the one actually in the home parenting for the children disappears without a word, you, there's cause for concern because not only do these children need you at that age, no mother that I know personally would do anything to to not, let me rephrase that, Nancy, no parent I know, no mother would let anything get in the way of them parenting those kids and loving them every single day. So Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, tell me about the search. First of all, who reports her missing? Her father reported her missing. Uh, his name is Lee Haggard. He actually, uh, when they didn't have any contact with her for a couple of days, he knew that was just not the norm. So he called the police and said, my daughter's missing. Go talk to my son and see what you because can find he was out. The last because one they were to getting... see her. Dave Mack, remember, I'm just a JD. Okay, I got a law license. I don't have a DDS. I'm not a dentist. I can't pull teeth unless you want me to. All right, and I will. But I need to hear a full answer about about what happened with Jamie. So the dad is the one that reports her missing. Okay, not the father of the children, not the boyfriend. Now, let me understand this living arrangement, Dave Mack. She's living with her stepbrother and her boyfriend. Is that right? Do I have that correct? You know, Nancy, there are multiple reports about the people living in that home. Okay, it was a rented home, and uh, Jamie was living with her half-brother hey, hey, in hey, that hey. home. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing wrong with a rented home. I don't like the way you said that, okay? Like, I'm, they're homeless. I've rented a home. Well, everybody can't live in a mansion with a long driveway edge with oak trees like you, Dave Mack, all right? She's got a basically single mom with two children living with a boyfriend and a brother. Yes, it's rented. Think they can make a mortgage payment or qualify for a loan? No. As a matter of fact, I think, like, I, if anybody knows the answer to this, jump in. I bet Ashley Wilcott's going to pipe up. How many millennials live with their parents? Nobody can afford to put a down payment on a house. I just have to say that it's amazing to me how many millennials do live at home. And I represent, I used to represent DFACs. And so many of those young case managers all would live at home so they could afford to actually do what they wanted to do for a living and still okay, have a place to live. Please don't talk with me about DFACs, okay, because you know what I think about them. Okay, Dave Mack, jump in. What were you saying? Okay, here was the reason I pointed out the rental agreement because um, they did rent snob. the home. Now, because you own your no, home, no, because and you're like the owner off. actually the owner of the home had a friend of his living with them as a roommate slash watching over the home. Uh, David had his girlfriend that was staying in the home, and that was a source of a lot of friction inside that home. Okay, you know what? You, you, I don't even know what you just said. Dave Matt. I would have to cross-examine my own witness if you were on the stand. First of all, as I tell the twins, and they just turned 12, Dave Mack, maybe you can learn from them, no offense. Use names, not he, she, he, they. Who did what and give them names, Dave Mack? If it's landlord, owner's friend, say owner's friend. I don't even know what you're saying. Let's get our facts straight. What? Okay. David had. I don't like your tone now. Your tone. Your tone. <laughs> <Dave> <laughs> David Haggard and his girlfriend, Wendy, lived in the home with David's half-sister, Jamie Haggard. The owner of the home, the landlord, had a friend of his live with them in the home. And I can't—his name is escaping me right now. Okay, owner friend. Yes, the owner's friend was living in that home with them. Okay, let me understand. So you've got the owner's friend and his girlfriend— Right, and you got the stepbrother and his girlfriend. Or if I added in one girlfriend to me, yeah, you added one extra, okay. but you've got. Okay. Uh, let David me understand. Hag let me get it straight. I got to know everybody living in that home. I've got the owner's friend. I've got the stepbrother, David Haggard, and his girlfriend, and I've got Jamie Haggard. Is her boyfriend living there? Different reports tell us that he was and he wasn't. Uh, okay, but so maybe that's one 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 word. Maybe on and off. He's probably just like a sleepover weekend boyfriend. Okay, so here we go. We've got the owner friend. We've got the stepbrother, David Haggard, and his girlfriend. We've got Jamie Haggard. And then you have the eight-year-old twins in and out. So that is a houseful. And you mean to tell me nobody knows what happened? 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Tonight, King County detectives are continuing to look for a missing Kenmore mother of two. 27-year-old Jamie Haggard disappeared around June 8th, and they are calling it suspicious. So this week, they searched in and all around Arlington after getting several tips that she was spotted there. But detectives say it wasn't her, so they are asking everyone to be on the lookout. And while it's great that a lot of people have been sharing her photos on Facebook, detectives are asking you to call 911 or Crime Stoppers if you have any real information. They're spending a whole lot of time tracking down rumors instead of dealing with actual facts and people they can interview. Now, last Friday, deputies searched her property, but they came up empty, even using a backhoe to sift through the piles of trash in the backyard of the home and a recently filled-in hole as well. Detectives say no remains were found. Her cousin is extremely worried something happened to Jamie. There's been no activity on her cell phone and bank accounts. It just seems very unusual that she's nobody has heard from her for so long. It's not like her at all. I fear the most that somebody, somebody hurt her. You can hear the pain in Jamie's cousin, Alicia Falling's voice. The search going on for 27-year-old Jamie Haggard. You are hearing our friend David Rose at Q13 Fox News. Now take a listen to our friends at KRO 7. This is Allison Grande. When he heard detectives were back at the house today, he was hopeful he'd get answers. To have a child missing is, there's no closure. It's an open wound. It always will be. Major crimes investigators did not recover any new evidence today. This is a very suspicious circumstances that surrounded her disappearance, and we believe somebody out there knows. And Lee Haggard has a promise for his daughter. I'm not quitting, Jamie. I'm never going to quit. And detectives tell us they're not quitting either. At this point, they're not calling it a homicide. It is a criminal investigation. But investigators, after being here today, they didn't find any remains. They say they need help from the public to let them know where to search for Haggard next. So the search goes straight back to the home. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. 27-year-old Jamie Haggard, the mother of two 8-year-old twin girls, goes missing. Where? is Jamie. What went wrong? After following countless leads, investigators keep coming back to where she first goes missing. James Shelnut with me, 27 years major case detective, SWAT officer, now lawyer. James Shelnut, why do they keep coming back to the same location where it all started, where she was last seen? Is that because they've reached a stumbling block and they keep going back to square one? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know the logical reason uh, that you would go back is that was the last known place that she was seen. Um, you definitely want to search that. And, uh, you know, you're going to ask for consent to search that property. Uh, if you believe that there's a, a crime that's been committed, you certainly want to get a search warrant to search that property. Uh, but you're going to go back and you're going to look for any evidence of who she had been talking with 
who her inner circle was and whether or not there's any evidence as to what occurred, what happened. Take a listen to our friends at KIRO 7. This is Graham Johnson. So far, they told they have not told us that they found anything substantial. Just after 5 o'clock, we saw them doing some digging here in the front yard. You can see some evidence of that. Then a short time ago, they returned that excavator to the backyard. The search has been focused on looking for human remains. Within the last hour, a truck hauled off a pickup for evidence and an excavator began digging in the front yard of this Kenmore home, pulling up landscape fabric slowly so detectives can look for clues. 27-year-old Jamie Haggard lived here a few months. King County investigators say she was last seen at the home June 8th. Relatives say a few days later, her brother, also living here, came to ask his father and stepmother if they'd seen Jamie. I said, why are you asking if she's here? You live with her. He goes, well, she uh, walked away from the house five days ago. I go, walked away from the house. Longings, car, in the driveway. And so that's when we started getting concerned. Lee Haggard looked for his daughter for a couple of days, then reported her missing June 17th. He says it's unlike Jamie not to contact her parents or her twin daughters who live with their father. She worshipped the, the, the ground they walk on, and for her to be away from them, something's wrong. Well, not only is something wrong, uh, to Dr. Tim Gallagher, the medical examiner for the state of Florida, not only are you the medical examiner, but medical examiners, pathologists, look at surrounding evidence as they analyze a case. For instance, I remember an arson case. And the wife of a, a millionaire in Atlanta died of smoke inhalation. She was also covered in bruises, which didn't make sense, does it? And the medical examiner looked not only at the bruises and the smoke inhalation, but the fact that her millionaire husband, the week before the fire, took out all of his suits and dress clothes and family photos of his family, not hers, and squirreled it all away at local dry cleaners and his office warehouse. Now, the morning of the fire, he called the weather hotline to see if it was going to rain that day and called the insurance company to find out if he could get replacement furniture covered in case there was a fire. And guess what? 48 hours later, bam, there's a fire. So the medical examiner looked at all that evidence and said, this is a homicide. So... Dr. Tim Gallagher, when do you look at extrinsic evidence, extrinsic outside the body itself? Well, thanks for having me on the show again, Nancy. It's always been a pleasure. You're right, Nancy. When the medical examiner, such as myself, comes to a scene, uh, we go through everything, every drawer. We look under every mattress. We pick up carpet. We take out the walls. Um, basically, uh, Whoa, don't ever you take out house. the walls. <laughs> that just kind of chipped off your tongue. Let's let's talk about what you just said, okay? Well, okay, now, remember, you don't have a jury. You've got one, two, three, four, five experts ready to pounce. When you say you just kind of like threw it out there, they take apart the walls. Explain why that is necessary. Well, uh, on this couple of cases, we've had bloody handprints on the walls. We've had bloody footprints on the tile, and that we actually remove the tile and take that to the CSI lab for... Um, a very detailed examination. So uh, nothing is safe uh, when I come to your house. That's why I really never get invited anywhere. But <laughs> Neither do I. Um, Nobody wants to talk about murder at dinner, I, I guess. Dr. Tim Gallagher, a lot of people don't know this, and I think it's very significant. Um, I remember another case where a beautiful young woman, a mother of a little boy, had committed suicide. Now, catch this. She committed suicide in her bed, naked, by shooting herself in the head. Okay, we all know that's wrong on so many levels because women typically don't shoot mm -hmm. themselves uh, in the head or around the face or shoot themselves at all, generally speaking, as a mode of suicide, nor do they arrange it so they will be found buck naked. That practically never happens. So I knew at the get-go something was way wrong. It was the medical examiner's team that was going back to the home, and I met up with them there. That's how I, you know, just walked in, because they were there. Long story short, a lot of people don't know that the medical examiner in many jurisdictions has an investigative team, and they go investigate 
uh, just like homicide or police go investigate. And I remember using some of their measurements that the medical examiner's office had taken as to how far the casings were from the bed, what position the, sh- the shooter would be in at the time of the shooting for the casings to land where they landed. And they had even performed experiments because there was carpet on the floor. So we were there dropping shell casings and seeing where they bounced. Medical examiners go investigate. It doesn't start when the body rolls into the morgue. Uh, I love this profession, Nancy. I would not do anything else. That is one of the major uh, joys that I have in being a medical examiner is getting uh, everything that I need to find the answer, to find the truth, and to get closure for the family. Yes, I've crawled under beds. I've gone into the weirdest places you can imagine down into holes and, and all, all manner of hoarders, homes, et cetera. And I would not do anything else. I, 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 to, to get the answers that I need, there's nothing that can stop me. You know, and it's a funny thing. Once you are in the criminal law business that like Gallagher is talking, everything else seems dry and boring I mean, when I have to go to some event or get together or a school event, if you're not talking about murder, I am not interested. I am bored out of my skull. I can say this, though, to Ashley Wilcott, uh, judge and trial lawyer. You can see her on court TV. Ashley, there's a big difference in returning back to Jamie Haggard's home to ask questions and digging out the yard with a backhoe. Yeah. You think? I mean, there is a huge difference. And one of the things that fascinates me in this case is the uh, deliberate steps taken, but also how long it took to take each of these steps and decide to big dig it up with a backhoe. I think that, as is typical, law enforcement had a lot of information that they couldn't disclose. They didn't want to interfere with their own investigation. They couldn't tell the media. They couldn't tell their friends. They couldn't tell the family. But I think that they had a lot of information that were building blocks to say, we now have a need to dig up that backyard. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. quietly for a month. Today, they arrived with search warrants and an excavator after learning that a backyard hole had been filled in within the last month since Jamie disappeared. The sheriff's office considers this a suspicious missing case. Uh, We've, over the last month, have not found any cell phone activity, bank activity. And again, investigators have not told us yet if they found anything substantial here. Uh, Jamie Haggard was trained as a medical assistant. Overlake Medical Center tells me she worked there a little over a year, leaving in June 2015. If you have any information about where she might be, call the King County Sheriff's Office. You are hearing our friend, that's Graham Johnson at KIRO7, and you're hearing Sergeant B.J. Myers from the Sheriff's Office. Well, In the month following Jamie Haggard's disappearance, all roads seemed to lead to nowhere. And believe it or not, a year passed. Listen. 
The first time they dug up the yard was last summer. There was a pond in the back they said had been filled in with dirt. Investigators won't tell us what brought them back here today, but they tell us they do believe Haggard is dead and they had hoped her remains were here. Detectives used a backhoe to search the yard of the home where 27-year-old Jamie Haggard was living when she disappeared. From Chopper 7, you could see they were digging several holes looking for Haggard's remains. We got a tip that we needed to dig at a new area in a new spot of this property. Haggard is the mother of twin little girls. She was last seen June 8th, reported missing by her dad June 17th. I think about her all the time. I worry about her. I always have. I've always worried about her. We met Lee Haggard at his neighborhood pub at his table to talk about his little girl. It's been a year, and I'm hoping if somebody's got to know something. Investigators met with Lee Haggard a few weeks ago to tell him they believe Jamie is dead. They took DNA swabs from both parents, which would help them identify her remains. That was hard. Hardest thing I ever heard. Oh, my stars, can you even imagine giving DNA to help find your daughter? That only means one thing, that cops think she's dead. I want you to take a listen now to KIRO7's Allison Grande. And this is how fast they're working here. They had one more spot they wanted to check in the yard, and they just finished that up just in the last minute or so and brought the backhoe here around the side of the home. This is where Jamie Haggard used to live. This is where she was reported missing from, and they were doing all they can to find her remains, but so far the search here today has come up empty. Now we want to show you a picture of Jamie. This is who we're talking about, 27-year-old Jamie. Haggard. She was the mother of twin girls and has been missing for over a year, for just about a year. From Chopper 7, you can see how detectives were working in the backyard of this house, uh, trying to dig through using this backhoe to try to see if they could find the young woman's remains. They spent all morning looking. Uh, they did search this same yard last summer. They searched in a pond area that had been filled in with dirt, and they did not find her there. They say they got a new information, a new lead that brought them back to this house this morning so they could search a different part of that backyard. Detectives tell us Haggard is presumed dead. To Dr. Liz DeBoer, psychologist in New York and Pennsylvania, the founder of Visionistas by Design, and you can find her at drlizlyz.com. Dr. DeBoer, even when cops are coming and taking DNA swabs, they're called buckle swabs from the mouth, you just get like, um, it looks like a Q-tip and slide it along the inside of the mouth. From the parents, the dad still is thinking he can bring her home alive. Now, that's what I talk about clinging to hope, even in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary, Dr. Liz. Why? What about the human makes you, your, your psyche cling to the hope that the unthinkable could be true, could, could be false? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. Um, our brain tends to protect us from that which we fear the most. Um, so we hear about this very thing of denial, really just knowing perhaps this could be the truth and with every fiber of your being hoping that it's not. Um, and so sometimes we think of that as a conscious process of being able to hear the information, hear the evidence and decide what we believe to be true. But our, our brains can also um, protect us by using the mechanism in an unconscious way of, of really just d being able to deny, deny it. And um, when you are denying of the truth, on some level, you're still able to function as if, okay, this, this, this isn't true, this isn't true. Um, so it, it's unclear whether it's actually a conscious hope or a function of that kind of, that first stage of really grieving is the denial phase. Take a listen to the stepmother, Patty Haggard, speaking to our friend Rob Munoz. Detectives also told us there are no suspects in custody over Haggard's disappearance, but they were able to gather valuable context clues by talking to neighbors. Her father told us this afternoon Haggard had some financial troubles recently, but it's how her brother reported her missing that has them especially concerned. I said, why are you asking if she's here? You live with her. He goes, well, she... Uh, walked away from the house five days ago. I go, walked away from the house. Longings, car, in the driveway. And so that's when we started getting concerned. 
Even though they've been looking for a month, her family feels no closer to finding her. I'm missing my daughter. I just, I don't know what happened to her, and uh, I want her home. Detectives also told us they have no clues on whether Jamie Haggard is still out there somewhere, and neighbors here who live inside the house say they couldn't comment. Well, I think the mother, the stepmother, is right to be concerned as to the fact scenario that she just walked away when her car is sitting in the driveway. So that's what we're being told by the stepbrother. Now listen to KING5. Hours before she vanished, Jamie told her boyfriend she was afraid David would kill her. David told friends conflicting stories, telling some he last saw her just walking away and others that she left in a car with a stranger. Police later recovered a burned pair of pants from the backyard of the home where David and Jamie lived. It's just one thing after another that's heartbreaking. David also reportedly told people that he would not pass a polygraph test. When police reported sightings of Jamie, David told witnesses that was not possible. The police also say that a GPS from a stolen car that David was driving put him near the scene where Jamie's body was found. He was already in jail on arson charges. Police believe he set those fires to try to conceal evidence related to this murder. His bond now set at $2 million. So, Dave Mack, her remains were found where? On the side of the road in a suitcase, just thrown off the side. A crew working to clean the area actually found it, and they took the bag to the roadway to be picked up by the uh, trash truck. And it was only an afterthought to open it and see what was inside. And that's when they found Jamie. So all this time they're digging up the backyard. She's actually, her remains are in a suitcase thrown to the side of the road. To Dr. Tim Gallagher, medical examiner, state of Florida, how do you make sense out of remains after a year has passed and they've been in a suitcase? Well, that's certainly not going to be an easy case, Nancy, but it's one that uh, I accept the challenge for uh, quite often. Um, uh, there are, of course, DNA. We have DNA of the parents, so we can make an identification that way. But we also have x-rays and dental work that we could also make uh, a secondary identification with. And additionally, she may have jewelry or clothing or some tattoo that can be used as a secondary um, a piece of identification as well. So uh, I, I, it's not a very good case. It's a very gruesome case, but it's certainly one that any uh, competent medical examiner can uh, solve. Well, back to you, Dave Matt, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What evidence do the police have against David Haggard? They've zeroed in on him. Obviously, he's charged with arson, and they believe that he, what, burned some of her clothing or remains? I mean, what is the evidence against the stepbrother? Okay, well, you know, um, you, you ran a bit a minute ago where they talked about context clues. Uh, they have, the police have developed over the last couple of years, um, they found a pair of jeans that were burned, uh, apparently, in the yard, and they were able to tie those directly to Jamie. But beyond that, uh, the context clues of talking to neighbors and friends, uh, they were able to prove that there was a relationship between Jamie Haggard and her uh, half-brother David that was volatile at, on a good day, violent and vicious, to the point where he, David, took pictures after he beat Jamie and put her in a bathtub tied up. They found that picture because he shared it with people. So they were able to develop the background between the two and their relationship and how bad it really was. And they actually did have Jamie telling her boyfriend, and it was recorded, that she feared for her life that David had recently knocked her unconscious and that she was afraid he was going to kill her. What did they argue about, Dave Mack? Money, drugs, you name it. They had a lot of friction going on, but at the last moments, David was trying to get help from his girlfriend and the other roommate to push Jamie out. What we know now is that the brother, the stepbrother, David Brent Haggard, age 45, is charged with Jamie Haggard's death. Her little girls will very likely never remember her. We wait as justice unfolds.
Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.